Welcome to the Roundtable, our five-part series on women in ministry, our highs and our lows. Today, we're going to discuss the lows. The highs kind of take care of themselves because, you know, it's, it's, it's a part of who we are uh, to enjoy the ride when it's high. But what happens when it's low? What happens? What do we do with our lows? And the women have been called to the table today to address it and to speak to it. So today's show is the lows of what it is for women in ministry. Dr. Outley from Abundant Life Ministries, welcome to the round table. Thank you for having me. I, you know, anytime you're sitting on this sofa here talking with me, I know it's going to be a good conversation. Well, we give God all the glory. Yes, yes, yes. Today's topic, like I've thought about it many times, being that I'm a woman, mm-hmm. being that you're a woman, where we are in ministry is not always one level. We got highs and we have lows in ministry as women. We definitely have highs. We definitely have lows. And when you um, asked me to come on the show, first of all, I want to say I'm honored to be here. And when you said we have highs and we have lows and then we have mid grades, we have good days and we certainly have some bad days. Right. right. I, I, the, the thing that I thought about the most was, you know, the, the good days sort of take care of themselves. The good days, you know, they they sort of speak for themselves. Yeah. So can we jump in on the on the lows and, and talk about the lows a little bit, and then we'll end on the high. Yes, uh, there's been many days in ministry, and in fact, this is so profound. Uh, this month is my 26 years of full-time ministry at Abundant Life. That's right. A full-time ministry founder of Abundant Life. Uh, storefront ministry, mm-hmm. 1997, uh, my mother and myself, and I've seen uh, a lot of lows yes, and uh, a lot of crying when you can be at the pinnacle on one day and then by night, you, you're just at a low point. I've seen a lot of low points and um, the Bible does speak about learning to encourage yourself in the Lord. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, 25 years in ministry. Right? Yes. You cannot have done that without the lows. You could not have done that. Like I said, the highs take care of themselves. They carry you where you need to go. But when you're in the low places and you got to get up and put one foot in front of the other when you're at the lowest of lows, those have got to be the hardest times for you as a woman in ministry. When I say as a woman, because... I think our counterparts don't have to tread the roads that we have to tread sometimes as women in ministry. Do you agree? I agree 110 percent. Um, at some of the lowest points in my life, and I can say in particular mm-hmm. 2009, which is going to always stand out to me, uh, my mother, my backbone, my ride or die, 
uh, Mother Outley transition. She died, and that was a really, really low period in my life. And I can count on one hand how many people uh, reached out to me, and then I can allow myself to say how many female um, people in ministry, women in ministry, reached out to me and stuck and stayed with me at that lowest point in my life, even in a point of depression and having to seek uh, counseling. Um, I, there was very, very few women that reached out and said, sis, I, I understand, I got you, right. um, and, and just spend that quality time until I came out of that dark place of depression. And so uh, that was a dagger in my heart at that time. I think that uh, we as women in ministry, uh, sometimes we are so pressed as women in ministry that sometimes we don't really know how to care for each other as women in ministry. We don't. Once we pull off the nails and the lashes and and the makeup, the nails and the yes, ma'am, and and the, and the red <laughs> bottoms and and the Prada and. We, we pull off our, our facade. Uh, we really uh, do not know how to really applaud our sisters in ministry. That's my experience. We don't know how to uh, call another sister and to congratulate and to uh, lift them up. I haven't experienced it very often in ministry over my 26 years. Very few, every now and again, every now and then, every now and then, you'll get a call, you'll get a text that's genuine. And so it's been very uh, discouraging, very disappointing um, in the era that we're in, 21st century, right. the modern-day church. You know, uh, Pastor, it's just good to have you here on the show, on the roundtable. Thank you for having me, Prophetess. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I know the conversation is going to be good. Uh, you and I have had previous conversations Uh very lighthearted, but today's topic, we both can relate and understand where we are on it. Amen. Uh, and that's women in ministry. Amen. And definitely, yes. Because we're all women. All women. <laughs> yes. And the highs and the lows of that. Amen. Uh, it, it can be a roller coaster. Amen. It really can. It can be a roller coaster uh, mentally, <laughs> it can be a roller coaster emotionally. And it can be a roller coaster physically. And and although we don't like to think about it, but even spiritually, spiritually, amen. As women in ministry, we have highs and we have lows. We have those days where you can pull me out, amen. And then there are days where I'm going to need somebody to pull me out. Absolutely. And so I, I thought it would be interesting for us to, to talk about um, some of the things that we go through in ministry. As women, um, we uh, and I talked with uh, previous guests, um, the the pushback mm -hmm. that we get <laughs> in ministry as women, and not just for men, but from other women in ministry. I um, I believe that the unfortunate piece, and, and this is a low, that there's competition, and there should not be competition. But unfortunately, it is. Um, it's not the competition in how well we preach or how well we um, articulate the word or anything like that. It's the competition in, you know, how well I dress. 
um, you know, how well, you know, my hair looks, my makeup looks. That's the, to me, that is one of the low parts of being a woman in ministry is that we don't have that camaraderie like the guys do. The men in ministry, they have a camaraderie amongst themselves to where they're good. Right. But as as a woman in ministry, um, that camaraderie is not there. And and when you try to start a, for the better lack of words, a sisterhood with those that are in ministry, then, you know, it's still an issue. Right. It's still an issue. And unfortunately, you 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 didn't say that it's uh, concerning preaching that we even compete. But I know it to be so. And I know even amongst the preaching of the gospel, we critique each other in a very competitive way, as opposed to appreciating the gifting. Amen. Everybody not a hooper. Some of us are teachers. Yes. And no hoop is required yet. You know, it's not required at all. And um, that's a good point, um, I guess, because I never looked at it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I, I've been I've been actually privy to the attack of that. Oh, wow. Of the style of preaching mm-hmm. being an issue or being a problem. Well, and uh, so uh, although you may not have experienced it. It's out there amongst the women uh, in ministry from the clothes, like you said, from the clothing, you know, uh, the backhand, the compliment, you know. <laughs> I think you look good today. Yeah. What? <laughs> today. Well, what about every day? You know, so you get the backhand compliment. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, you don't even feel adequate enough sometimes mm-hmm. to be around other women in ministry sometimes because you know you're being gauged. Amen. As to what you're wearing and how you look. look. And and the unfortunate piece is that it should not be that way. Um, whether I have on a pair of jeans that has holes in them, some sneakers, um, a T-shirt, mm-hmm. I'm still anointed right. to do the assignment that God has called me to do. Right. Um, my, my outer appearance does not determine how I serve God and how I preach, how I teach his word. It's what's on the inside that determines that. And and, and I think um, as far as another low point um, for women in ministry, and I can only say this, you know, speak for me. I know when I started Agape, um, you know, I had so many saying, I'm there for you, I'm there for you. Well, when that time came, you know, there was no one there. And I think a lot of it is because people say with their mouth, but their heart and actions are different. Right. And um, one or that they really didn't expect you to last. I think sometimes it's all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then we have the part where um, we almost are intimidated by what may come out of you, not understanding um, that we all are created for a certain capacity. Absolutely. And all of the capacities may be different 
but yet still important, you know, uh, to have, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think one ministry is greater than Absolutely. I don't care if you got 10,000 members Absolutely. or 10 members. Absolutely. I don't think size matters. I think it is definitely what you have to pull because you could, in the tent mm-hmm. that you have, mm-hmm. you could be bringing up the next Billy Graham. Absolutely. And so size has nothing to do with it. It's what you give that one that's going to now create or uh, be a part of a larger movement than what you may actually be in at the moment. Absolutely. And so I think that all of that has something to do with it. We are not always appreciative of what God yeah. is doing of being each other. Amen. And and you brought up a good point, appreciative. We should. We should be able to celebrate one another because as you stated before, our gifts, we all have different gifts. And if your gift is what your gift is, my gift is what my gift is, we still should complement each other. If we're in the same room, our gifts should complement each other in a way that no one can pick up competition. Exactly. Because I think if we get off of the um, the, the, the thing of being at each other mm-hmm. and be for each other, in the spirit of which Christ, right. we are body. Right. We've got to be the most dysfunctional body in examination. You know, we actually immune deficient and going on because we fight each other from the inward and work, mm-hmm. not recognizing that who body is this anyway? It's right. not the body of Christ. Right. Why haven't we grabbed that yet? I don't know. I, you know, Ten, almost 10 years of pastoring and 22 years of being in ministry, um, it still has not been grasped. And, the re- and I don't know if this is the main reason, but the main reason is, I mean, one of the reasons I believe is, is it's a heart issue. Because I just believe that when your heart is truly connected to God, you can't do it. You cannot do it right when your heart is connected to him. Right. I think if we come off of the social club Mm -hmm. platform, Mm -hmm. that our connection is not about social class. Right. Because that sometimes is an issue. Mm -hmm. You know, we are connected or divided class socially. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're not, you haven't arrived yet. Right. Right. You know, and not knowing that, you know, that's how they miss Christ. Absolutely. Miss Christ looking for a certain class. Right, right. In actuality, the most high was amongst them in the lowly place. <laughs> Come on now. Yes, ma'am. All of that. But we don't understand the importance of every part having a part. We're all as many members, but it's one body. And when we when we can get that one body, regardless of denomination. Yes. Because um, you know, in, in the old, in the in my home church, we used to sing a song. This is the dressing up room. Mm-hmm. This is the dressing up room right here. So if we can't get along here, if we can't dress together here, how are we gonna do it right. in heaven? Right. We can't because if we can't get along here, right? You ain't going anywhere. So you can't, right? Yeah. So, so if we if we can get the rehearsal down here right, 
you know how when you co go to um, praise team rehearsal or choir rehearsal, you got to have your parts together. That's right. That's right. That's the purpose of rehearsing. So when you get before the people, you can harmonize. Apostle Billings uh, yes. is an awesome place to be here on the platform with you. Thank you. To, I think, get your wisdom, your experience, and the knowledge that you have obtained over how many years in ministry? Oh, wow. Like, I, I, <laughs> I should know this by heart. <laughs> so It's really, probably no beginning, no since, ending. Since I've been, I would say, a teenager, because that's what I started teaching Sunday school. So since 15, and if I had to add the years to that, uh, over, over 50, almost 50 years, almost 50. So 50 years of experience here on the platform to impart and release and share. And I am delighted and I'm thankful and grateful for you being here. And I, and I honor you woman of God for even, uh, uh, being prompted by the Holy Spirit to invite me here on the show. I'm I'm so excited for what God is doing uh, in you and for you and as well as your husband. Amen. It's just a blessing to be here and, and to see what the Lord wants to release to these wonderful viewers who are watching. Well, I'm glad. Uh, the first thing I wanted to say is I want to acknowledge that you are a a woman that is worldwide yes ma'am you, you you haven't just been in uh one region but you have many nations that you have stepped on their land yes. and uh and so that i want people to understand who is on the platform and what god has blessed us to hear the experience of of not just a a local person even though your ministry is local yes. but you have been worldwide with what the Lord has given you to do an assignment absolutely from Canada to South America uh, mainly the Honduras and and in Colombia and Brazil uh, to Africa Kenya and Nigeria Paris France London England yes the Lord has has expanded my territory I'm excited <laughs> that you're even able to be here because I know that is often you are traveling. Yes. And so when you were able to be here, I said, yes, <laughs> this is, yes, I, it, it is at the right time. And this is the right season for this. Release. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. Women in ministry mm. is the, is our topic, the highs and the lows of that. Um, let's dive into the highs. Like where do you find the highs? In the ministry, uh, in, in when you, as a woman. Yes, yes. The greatest high that I've ever experienced in ministry is the ability, uh, the authority, and the love to have various women of all races, all nationalities, all ages, be able to come under my mentorship and me train them and 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 especially the ones who have been downgraded and ignored and neglected and for God to send this little old Georgia colored girl in their path That's right. to speak to who they really are mm -hmm. and to see them blossom mm. under training and empowerment. And then that final day, and I'm getting Holy Ghost. Don't know 
that final day when they they either fly in here or I fly there with, to where they are, mm-hmm. and I license and ordain them for life. Yes. And yes. I, I do what God has already done before they were ever born. Mm-hmm. He set them in. He said, he told Jeremiah, before I, you were in your mother's womb, I, I sanctified yeah, you. I knew you. Yeah, I ordained yeah. you as a prophet. So I come behind what the Lord's already done, and I hand a paper to these women, notarized license, notarize uh, ordination papers and say, baby, you're free. Yes, that is the high right there. Yeah. The high is being free and understanding without a shadow of a doubt, this is who I was created to be. Going you know, and just, just making disciples. Yes. All over the world. Just, yes. just, uh, just reminding them that God had called you to a place. Yes. And then them getting the liberation Yes. To walk in those places yes. that if you had not encouraged them, that it may have been a delay or even a denial at the time. But you, God is using you to tell women that you can stand up and you, and God can use you Yes, all over this world. Yes. And, and, you know, when I was incorporating my ministry back in 2003 mm-hmm. um, and I was doing the, you know, you do the bylaws for the state of Georgia, you know. And and the Lord says, you must include having the ability to uh, 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 release or, 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 or give license and ordain people in all nations. Wow. I didn't know when I was right, but God knew because they would come under that authority from the state of Georgia. Amen. And it'd be legal. Come on. Now. Right. 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 Oh, right. And, and then saying uh, in, in, in the little uh, sub uh, uh, statutes that these individuals, these licenses would allow them the authority to do marriages and baptisms and Christianings and visit jails. Come on. Have all the, the authority That's... that they need to operate in ministry the way they need without any limitations. And that part right there, that's got to be the high. That's got to, to see the manifestation of sons and daughters around the world walking out and completing the assignments they, that God has given them. And, and, and it just took someone to pour into them. You know, the, the, the high points to me is the fulfillment of assignment. Ah, yes, yes, yes. yes. To see the manifestation yes. of what you have spoken into someone that it looked like nothing that you was looking at yes. but once the release of the life the word of life was spoken into them mm-hmm. is it quickened them and to yes. see someone to go from we call rags to riches in the spirit yes yes that you know one of the biggest highs was, was of course the birth of my two children right but then we're talking women in ministry right to birth out my oldest child, which is my daughter, who's a prophet, yes. and then to see her accept her call at 19 and and, and ordain and license right. my old daughter. I birthed you out physically, and now I'm birthing you out spiritually. <laughs> <laughs> that's high points. And that's the part in, uh, in ministry, I think, as women, we are just naturally, and we talked about this with many of the other guests, nurturers yes we are we are, we are the birthing ones yes. and to to have the honor of god using us in that way and you with your own child to 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 have birth in birth and then natural and then in his spirit and to see her 
grow up in the natural and then grow up in the spirit. Yeah. Those are high places. High places. Those are the places that we ride and we say, Lord, I'm tomorrow I'm gonna answer the call again because <laughs> I'm in I'm encouraged today in what I see before me yes. and what I have been uh witnessing God's hand in your yes. life. Is yes. that not the most to me the joys of the Lord. Yes. Is fulfilling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my joys have become what the Lord loves. Yes, yes, yes. My joys have become what God loves. No greater love. When you can, because I know the Lord, when he saw me, you know, it was his mercy and his grace that was able to even look past me and still give me something. Yeah. And say you're worthy of this and worth it for me and my son. Yes. So when I see the same thing the way the Lord sees it, those are the highs for me. Absolutely. In ministry, to see other women uh, on platforms, you know, that doesn't bother me at all. We're going to talk a little bit about the lows of that, but that is my joys yeah. to see women like you across waters in other nations doing the work, yeah. fulfilling the call, uh, that's got to be the highest for me. <laughs> and I, 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 I applaud you because I have no natural desire yeah. to do that. <laughs> I have no natural desire. And I believe the Lord creates us all for purpose. Yes, he does. And so I just applaud you. Thank you. Thank for you. the work that you're doing. In the, I call, over in other lands. Yes. In other nations. And I'm finding that women are no different in Africa, in yeah. Central America, in South America, in Mexico, in Canada, mm. in Europe. They're no different. Every woman wants to know their purpose and their destiny. Every woman desires to be loved by a godly man. Every woman wants their family to be blessed. Mm. They may speak it in a different language, but the heart's desires are the same. It's the same. And to see my, whether it's a daughter in Canada or a daughter in Africa or a daughter in Honduras, to see them all striving to please God is my biggest joy. And no matter where I travel to, uh, to be surrounded by spiritual sons and daughters who know what my purpose is. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know what God does? Women, those who are watching, and men, mm-hmm. what God does is whatever assignment he places us on, he has strategically provided those mm-hmm. who will hold up our arms. Yes. There are errands and hers all around the world. Mm-hmm. Whose, whose only objective, their only assignment is to hold up the arms of the visionary that God sends to them. And whether I'm, I'm in a country where I can't even speak the language, somehow there's a translator on the scene. Amen. And Amen. That man up there never misses. Never does. And I'm just, I'm in awe of his goodness. I'm in awe. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the lows, oh, my goodness, the lows have been, oh, my goodness, I don't even know if we have enough time. <laughs> we, we, we will make the time 
for as much as you want because I believe we learn from our lows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We learn yeah. from those places of the lows of 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 in as women in ministry. Right. We learn from those places. So I, I I wanted all of it to be out there. I know in Columbus, Georgia. And now I actually um, sit on the cabinet of the General Missionary Baptist Convention of Georgia, and was the first woman in fifty years. In 150 years. Oh, 150 years. And this is where your presence can be known. Exactly. And this is where you can make a difference. But if we, you know, because it's not just men that are not accepting exactly. women as well. There are women, women. who are not accepting yeah. of exactly. women in ministry as a whole, not just in pastoring, but in many other capacities. Like we ought to be silent in the church mm -hmm. and not be, wait till we get home. What if we ain't got a husband? I'm in trouble. So, if you know, all of these parts that we that we try to put into the mix mm -hmm. seasoned women like you can help us help other women in ministry to settle in and and be okay and be okay exactly so i have been uh and i've talked to other women in ministry how do we bring it together how do we bring it together and really be transparent that's another thing that we can be transparent, we can be honest with ourselves, and we can come to the round table right. and we can share and say, this is the issue I have. And somebody else has had that issue say, hey, sweetie, you know, this is how you're going to, uh, how, how you're going to beat that, right. how you're going to get through that. Right. But we won't even come to the table. Because we, we this is the thing. The we, I think sometimes we try to prove our anointing or we try to prove our power in the kingdom and we don't want to admit that it gets hard sometimes. Exactly. Or that this is the thing I had to go through, and this is how I was able to overcome it. But at first, I was pushed right. in a corner with this. And be honest. And be honest. honest. Yes. It, this has not been an easy journey for me. It has not been. There has been some hills, and there has been some mountains, and there have been some valleys. That that song, my favorite song, and if you come to my birthday party, you might hear it, because I promise you. I'm coming. I won't complain. It's won't my complain. son. Yes. Heels to climb. You've gone through some things, but at the end of the day, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I won't complain. And that's it. Mm -hmm. I will not. I will not. I, as a matter of fact, I think when that's all they say, I can't. Mm -hmm. I think my daddy's single like that. He said, I can't complain. That's it. Because why God has been too, been too good. Yes, he has. He has been so good to us. And I think he developed women like you in ministry i call you bush beaters mm -hmm. because you pave a way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you you make a, a path for many others not that it's not going to be some grow up in it right. in the path right. not that it but you have made a clearance for many to come and follow in those paths and not have to work as hard as you had to work but we have to learn how to get behind women like you and walk these paths without feeling intimidated that I'm not fulfilling in me what I need right. to fulfill. And you know what, Prophetess, I wish I had a woman that had gone before me that I could have looked up to, that could have advised me and could have talked to me mm -hmm. and pray for me. Right. Because sometimes, and this is one of my lows, sometimes I felt so all alone. Mm -hmm. And I, I would tell my husband, honey, who do I call? Who do I talk to? 
And he would always say, Jesus. But sometimes I do talk to Jesus. I do pray. And my relationship with him is just unreal. Right. But sometimes you need that person. Human. That that human, that, that flesh, that person that you just need a pat on the shoulder to say, hey, you're okay. It's okay to cry. I have cried so much until I'm surprised I still have tears. And and not just being in ministry, but even pastoring. Yes. And I'm thankful, very thankful, grateful for the church that I pastor Revelation because my dad paved the way. He wasn't a woman, right? But the foundation of that church is so solid. He taught him well. He taught he taught them well. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, a lot of people don't understand. They literally thought that I was the first woman to be called into ministry at Revelation. Do you know who it was? Your mom, Ann Hartman. And is that right? Bishop Hartman was the first woman that my dad licensed at Revelation Missionary Baptist Church. This is a history class going yeah. on now. It was. It was. Is that right? Well, see, it was it was not me, and that's what I tell people. He did it because of you. No, he didn't. Now he right. did step out of the box where he passed me that mantle of pastor revelation over my three brothers. And uh but my dad is so full of wisdom. Right. Uh he knew he he said my dad was only sixty seven when he right. retired. Right. But he said he knew what needed to be done at Revelation could not be done under him. His it was his time was up. Uh, his time was up. That's that's a man that's a man that, that's following after God's own voice. Yes. He's hearing. Yes. Because a lot of times it's in that position as a pastor and, and, and they're following you, it, it'll be hard to relinquish that. Now, he did say for the first year, these are my babies. He said, I need to watch you. Okay, Dad. I need to watch you. But he sits at 87 years old. He sits on the front row every Sunday, proud of the decision that God gave him and sometimes tears just roll out of his out of his eyes. But this is one thing, and, and I don't need the phone, that we need to understand what God said in Acts. Right? He said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That's what he said. Men and women. That's right. And we've got to stop. I think this is it. We have to stop putting blocks on what God can do. That's right. Who are we? Who are? To say who he can call or who he, he can't call. Right. And, I, and, and I'll say this. This is the round tape. This is the round tape. I get so tired of people using what Paul said about women. First of all, you need to research and understand what was going on at the, at the time. At that time when he said That's exactly. what he said. Exactly. And I still say it wasn't Jesus. That's right. From the beginning of time. That's right. God used women. He always had. To fight war. Come on. Come on, come on, Deborah. To bear, to come on, Deborah, to, come on. to bear a child. Come on. <laughs> you know. And I always say, if the women were to get up out of church and walk out, look around and see what you will have. That's right. But, you know, women have always led. Always led. Have always been. And, and because we have no problem with showing our affection sight. You know, I believe God has always loved that about us mm-hmm. because we have no problem. You know, I, I, I mentioned this in the other interview, how um, the woman took her hair and wiped by beat of Jesus and thought nothing about it, didn't find it, Robert. You know, 
don't try that with some people that had the day because you know <laughs> I paid too much money for that. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're not they're not going to do it. But I think also a prophet is that that God uses women because of our humble spirit. Mm-hmm. My dad has actually said, "What you do, and how you go, and how you love." As a matter of fact, when I first uh, became pastor, he got up and said that I would be the pastor, right? That I would succeed him. He said. She has a pastor's card. He said, I'm dogmatic. He said, I love people, but not like her. He said, he literally calls me sometimes and say, Val, you can't be there for everybody. He said, Jesus didn't show up for everybody. You've got to get some rest. But I believe he's caught because we understand people. We understand the hurt. We understand. And we'll run around when they won't. Exactly. Pastors have that. When I see a a person who doesn't like people that will cut deep a person and they have the title of pastor, it makes me wonder. Because pastors, shepherds, have a caring for the flock. Exactly. And when you don't have that caring for the flock and you can easily cut and harm them, it makes me wonder. You know, it, it makes my heart cry because the Bible tells it he'll go after one after the war. I'll leave the other one to go after that that one. And I think that's what women uh, that have that heart for it. Now, yeah, all women don't have a heart. Uh, I, I'm going to tap this chin. For, for ministry, <laughs> mastery, all women, and I'm not saying that, so don't, don't get it wrong. What? But we do have a heart for hurting. For the hurting people, for children. Right. I, I tell mine, y'all can go somewhere, but my children. Right. Yes. Because they love unconditionally. They do. They really do. Yeah. The part which you said about uh, everybody not having the heart, every woman not having mm-hmm. that, that tender heart, uh, we come up against that in ministry sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we come up against, I call the Rough Riders. Yes. Oh. Yes. Breathe. And so... When we come up against that, what you as a seasoned woman, how do you handle this? Because we're going to come up against it. Oh, yes. It's going to happen. Yes. We're going to come up against the Rough Rider who just. And they sit in our church. They do. And they will not, they will not leave. They won't leave. And you know what? I love from a distance. And that's, that's how I've handled the Rough Rider. If, they, if I'm confronted uh, personally, if if it's in my space, it's a gentle spirit. Yeah. And sometimes people can't, uh, you can't continue to be a rough rider if you're being handled gently. Yeah. Because I'm not going to go there with you. Right. I'm not going to do that. Right. Uh, I have even said, hey, let's come back to this because right now this is not the time. Exactly. I said, so I'm going to walk away. So, and, and I'll walk away. Yes. They may not walk away, yes. but I'll walk away. Yes. And I'll go and I'll pray about it. Yes. And then I'll come back around. And I'll always ask God, humble, not just theirs, but humble my, my spirit so I'm able to address this situation in a godly way. Amen. And you know what? That's a, that is a confirmation because unbeknownst to you, I have heard of you handling situations in that way that were publicly all out of pocket, but you gently handled the situation and made it, you know, dissipate where it could have been escalated. It could have been escalated. 
and even in uh, leader to leader, mm-hmm. it's the same movement, isn't it? it? it it's especially exactly. in his leadership. Exactly, exactly. Because and, and pastors get out of pocket with each other. Yes, yes. And you have my. I guess my thing is that you have to know when to walk away. You have to know, and it's okay. You have to know that it's okay to walk away. Yeah. And it and then to me, it doesn't mean that. Uh, that you're less than who God has called you to be. Mm-hmm. But what it says is you've got a heart mm-hmm. and you're not, because we could, mm-hmm. we we still operate in that flesh. So Very we much, could yes, uh, go there, as they say. Right. We can retaliate. Right. And there are times, and, and, and to be honest, there are times when I wanted to go there so bad. <laughs> just, I mean, just burning me yes. so bad that I wanted to cuss. That's it. Fuss and call names. That's exactly right. And uh, but God wouldn't allow me. So my husband said, "Yeah, but you brought it home to me." <laughs> when we get back to that, it'll keep us focused on our portion and stop trying to say we are running this race, but I'm trying to run it in your lane. Mm-hmm. This is what mm-hmm. disqualifies us, yeah. whether it's male or female, but mostly with women, because I'm trying to run my race by crossing over in your lane. And if you ever ran track or know anything, you cannot cross into someone. And not only that, but it, it nullifies the race. I, and I think that that's the thing we got to learn to learn to appreciate about each other. Uh, the one thing I appreciate about you, uh, uh, Valencia, is um, you have a personality. It's bold. You know, you, you try to stuff it down in a fox, but, mm-hmm. but the actuality is it's no need to. Amen. Because a woman that's in Christ, that love the Lord, mm-hmm. is never going to be intimidated mm-hmm. by your boldness. And so we don't have to, that's the thing we we win with. We got to remember this. All of us are not the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're different in every aspect. Some of us are boisterous. Some of us are quiet and meek. Some of us are, uh, uh, I call, uh, forefront. Some of us are great followers. Mm-hmm. We all have a capacity in which the Lord has created us for. And we don't have to shrink down in the presence of any of each other. We all have this place at the throne of God. We all have this place. We're all his daughters. We all, he has personally touched and said something unique in each and every one of us. And what we have to do is learn to appreciate what he has said in each and every one of us. Which appreciation comes with honor. Yeah. You know, to praiseworthy, uh, respect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we really become that unified front that causes, you know, and, and if if you will, when you said that, um, I have repented to God time and time again for all the moments that I miss mm-hmm. thinking that I needed to shrink back from being the me that he created me to be because it was my pain. 
that purchased the power to be bold and confident. You know, it was my commitment and my intentionality intentionality to stay with God, to honor my vow. You know, that's why that, that old Pentecostal song to me still means something to me, made aloud to the Lord, mm-hmm. and I won't take it back. Right. Lord, help me keep my vow mm-hmm. and don't take it back. Because mm-hmm. I remember those low moments that I tried to take it back. Oh, yeah. Ah, glory to God. Oh, yeah. That I remember sometimes sitting sometimes on the front row and the second row of ministry that my husband and I served in and felt like that I was just being just picked on for no reason that I intentionally moved from those seats all the way to the last row and said, one more thing done, I'm out this door. And even when I thought I was on my way out the door, God wouldn't let me. (laughs) When I left the church to go, to never return no more, I'm the first one to show back up. Me and my husband, and we laugh at it now because it was something about our vow. Right, right. That, 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 it was something about our yes that God grabbed a hold to that he said, I won't turn loose my part. And it's like where he promised us in his word, I won't save one that I can't keep and I won't allow you to be plucked out of my hand. Right. But I won't stop you if you choose to walk out right. of my hand. Right. But I'll still be right here. Right. And that's what I had to learn even from a place of leadership or influence. As a woman in ministry, sometimes I wanted to take my yes back because of that low place, because it felt so direct and inten- and it was intentional. It was. But it was intentional that the devil meant it for evil, mm-hmm. but God means it for our good. Yes. And because in that weak place, I saw where his strength really was made perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Paul's had to realize I saw the Lord three times by this thorn in my flesh. Right. And all he could say, you know, and I'm quite sure Sandy got some moments like that. Like Valencia do. You could see some yes. of these painful moments, those low moments and say, God, I came to you and like you said earlier, that wrestle and I yeah. And I did all you know, okay, that's what I want you to do. I wanted you to get tired of you and just sit down now and see that you in a a more favorable event, you got a more favorable advantage being weak to what I got you in or what I allowed to happen. Right. Now you can see my strength made perfect in your weakness. Because those are the most valuable times in God that I've learned. Mm -hmm. I found out that I can handle more than I thought I could. Mm -hmm. I really found out what that scripture meant. He won't put no more on me that I could bear. So I found out that I could bear more than I thought. Well, yeah, because we don't really want to bear anything, but that's okay. That's another show. What I love is the recognition of when God opens your eyes. And and sitting here in this chair, I, I, I have been awakened. <laughs> I have been enlightened. Mm-hmm. And joy, unspeakable joy, because what God was, is showing me is that there's no difference with you, I, or anybody. 
all of us women in ministry, we are one and the same. We are God's child. We are called. We have assignment and purpose. What we got to do is get out of each other's way and get on each other's sides. On all side by side and get out of each other's way because we've gotten in each other's way in in how we handle each other, mm-hmm. how we respond to each other, thank you. How we come for each other, how we withhold from each mm-hmm. other. We've gotten in each other's way. And in those places it's not allowed us to be to the fullness of what we could be. We haven't rescued each other when we should have. We, we've actually thrown a few over the mountain, the top, you know, we, we tossed them a little more over, the, throw them over and watched them till they hit. Come on, we have. But all of that is for not, it's not for not. God is going to use all of those things for us to have teaching moments like this. Because there's a teaching moment in what we have already endured and gone through. I want you to speak and give a word of wisdom to the women of ministry that will carry them in in their calls or in their assignment. Give a word of wisdom. I would personally um, like to just submit, not just sister to sister, but woman to woman, you know, Let's drop all of the baggage. Mm. Let's stop being these bag ladies that carry all these so-called name brand bags that think that we or we allow to make us feel significant and just be the one to take on uh, sharing the load of helping each other carry the bags that we all have to carry at some point in this way called ministry and just be truthful. You got something I need. I got something you need. Let's make an exchange. You know, pray for me as I pray for you. And even if we don't feel like going in full detail, let's trust the Lord with all of our heart. Mm. And lean not to our own understanding. And through prayer, in all of our ways, acknowledge him. And trust the God of our process that he's going to direct our mm-hmm. path. Meaning that let's trust our need for one another with God. That we have no more hidden agendas and see how much better we can be together than divided and and that means respecting each other's space that I don't have to as you said get my hair done when you get yours done shop where you shop dress like you dress uh go to the places that you go to do ministry but respect honor and appreciate each other's portion that we know that it's never about the invite 
but it's about the fulfillment of the assignment. And just celebrate each other and co- cover each other down and know that your pain has purpose. Um, and even not just purpose, but it's fulfilling the promise of God concerning your life. And I just feel like that's even to you as what the Lord spoke to Jeremiah. I know the thoughts and the plans that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end and hoping your final outcome. And so he know what we supposed to look like as women in ministry. We should be so to the point that, and I have this saying because most of my assignment is to be that spiritual nurturer, that, that mother in Zion, that, that midwife, to help women that feel as though they've been in pain so long or uh, so mishandled, so abused, so, you know, messed up. It's like even women that have miscarried or womb has been traumatized, if they go through that process of having a spiritual uh, or, or DNC, they go get the scraping of the dead stuff, yes. uh, the the nasty, the leftover stuff out of them. They womb can somehow heal itself, you know, and be able to carry yeah. again to bring forth. And I think that a lot of ministries are lacking because we as women, our womb need to be cleaned of mm-hmm. all the pain, all the the hurt, the abandonment. And um, it's I, I just like my conference. I just it's just so much in it that that keeps coming to me. And just let's just find our connection here yeah. and be okay that even if 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 people that you're not called to uh, don't make it be a problem because I think that's where we mess up too. You know, learn to accept who we're called. We're not called to everybody. Right. And and stop trying to be there for everybody.